This episode is brought to you by startwithsixfigures.com, where we offer a free PDF to help guide you along your entrepreneurial journey. PDF will expose the 10 most overlooked steps to start as a multiple six-figure business and beyond. Sign up now for an action list of tips, even if you're a seven to eight plus figure company as well. These are areas to revisit to continually progress to the next level of revenue for your company. Visit startwithsixfigures.com. That's S-T-A-R-T-W-I-T-H-S-I-X. F-I-G-U-R-E-S dot com. Today's guest, Ion King, is CEO of SimDNA, which stands for Simulated Data and Analytics. And he spent nearly 20 years as a data and analytics professional. His tenure includes stints with startups, Fortune 500s, independent consulting, most recently as an entrepreneur and co-founder. The experience gained over this period ranges widely from junior analyst to senior management. And these experiences have heavily influenced who Ion is today and the mission of his company, SimDNA. Ion is passionate about creating opportunity for others and has put actions into effect within the data and analytics sector. You ready to win today? Me too. So let's go. Welcome to the Win at Life podcast, where we tackle any business or life topic that can have a positive impact on our lives. I'm your host, Wayne Walsh. Connect with me on social media and represent as a Win at Lifer by visiting wewinatlife.com. All right, Ayan, welcome to the Win at Life Entrepreneurs Podcast. Wayne, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Very, very excited for the this interview. Um, and Ayan is an old slash new uh, friend of mine as well. Full disclaimer there, but definitely have known Ayan for some years. Um, so a little bit of information there that you didn't hear in the introduction. And we'll dive right in because I think this is going to be a very interesting um, discussion uh, around not only uh, data analytics, but also, you know, the workplace, um, being a professional opportunity. So my first question uh, for Ion really is, you know, you've had some pretty cool professional success. You know, can you share with us some of the places that you have worked and the positions you've held there? Uh, certainly. Yeah, you know, I... I um... As I think about it, I've had an, an interesting, uh, you know, career in terms of the types of companies that I've, that I've worked for. You know, when I was in college at University of Maryland, I had a really cool internship at General Motors. Um, so I did, I was there for about three summers, great experience, worked as a, uh, a manager in uh, their materials department. So actually, it was the materials department for their body shop. Um, and it was the responsibility was making sure that there was always enough material in the plant so that the line would never shut down. I was in the body shop. So that was a really cool experience. Learned a ton, you know, was exposed to all levels of leadership there. Got the opportunity to go to Detroit um, and spend time in the headquarters. And then I, um, you know, upon graduating from college, I worked in the uh, credit card industry. I worked with uh, MBNA Bank. 
I was there for uh, five years. And, you know, at MBNA, I got to experience a number of different role types. So I started my career there as a collections agent. They called us customer service agents. So, you know, inbound phone calls, customers who were passed to, and I would work with customers to set up arrangements to bring, to bring their accounts current. And while at MBNA, I always had aspirations of progressing into, you know, a, a business level role, uh, information systems uh, role. And I got the opportunity while at MBNA to uh, participate in a, a business analyst development program. So it was a program specific, specifically developed for high or high performing individuals to learn about the company and then also learn the, uh, the skills and tools of being an analyst. And that's where my career in data analytics really launched. And then from MBNA, I got a fantastic opportunity to come work for a startup that was in my hometown of Baltimore. So it was a company named Bill Me Later. It was actually just north of, of Baltimore City in Baltimore County in a town called Timonium. And um, you know, this is back in 2005. Um, and Bill Me Later's specialty was card not present online transactions. And back in early, the early 2000s, you know, credit transactions online were viewed as being heavily, heavily risky, a lot of fraud. And, you know, Bill later had worked out uh, an innovative way of, of making secure uh, transactions. And, um, you know, so at a company that, you know, when I joined them, they were less than 100 folks. I uh, joined a small analytics team. So the exposure you get working at a small company, you know, access to all levels of management, um, you know, the you get the feeling of really having a direct impact on the product. You feel like you're part of a family, great experience that I would never pass up. And, you know, from there, we, the company was purchased by eBay in 2008 and, you know, eBay owned PayPal. So Bill later became a product that was offered with, uh, from within the, the PayPal wallet, PayPal service. And then in 2015 is when uh, eBay and PayPal split. I stayed with the PayPal side of the business. But, you know, that, you know, my career having, you know, from Boomerator through eBay through PayPal, you know, that's where, um, you know, I really sort of progressed through the, or I got exposed to Silicon Valley, um, you know, working for a fintech firm, working for a tech company, you know, working, getting exposed to that kind of West life or West coast, um, you know, corporate lifestyle. And, uh, you know, it's, like I said, it, it, all great experiences, learned a ton, wouldn't pass it up for the world. Now, that's great. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, and I know this is obviously the Win at Life Entrepreneurs podcast, but we have a lot of um, young professionals who listen as well. And so I thought it'd be really cool for you to take us uh, through that. And just, I mean, one question out of, you know, curiosity, as far as if there's any advice you might be able to offer um, young professionals, because these are some pretty, you know, impressive companies, whether it's, you know, GM, um, the banking position that you referred to, uh, Bill Me Later, obviously PayPal, you know, is there any like advice you'd be willing to share with other young professionals looking to work successfully at other uh, great companies? Uh, sure. So, you know, <clears throat> you know, my story is, Probably not too different than, than a lot of folks' stories, but you know, and just to, you know, my story started with, 
you know, I'm going to go back to, to college. I think that's relevant here just to kind of start about, to, you know, just start at the beginning. So when I was in, so when I started college, you know, I, I was of the mindset that I wanted to be going to computer science, more of the engineering direction. And while in the computer science college, I, you know, I felt like, you know what, this isn't the direction that I want to go. This isn't my track. You know, I want to go more in the direction of, of business management, information management and information systems. And, you know, I switched my major and I don't want to go into too much detail here, but, you know, at, at University of Maryland, at the end of your sophomore year, you need to declare what your major is. And, you know, I tried to switch into information systems, but, you know, in terms of credits and free recs and so forth, it didn't quite make sense. I, would have, I was going to have to extend my time from, from graduating in four years to graduating in five years. And I didn't want to have to do that. So what I ended up doing is I, is I um, chose a, a degree that was smaller but, and so that it allowed me to, to take as many information system classes as I possibly could, thinking to myself upon graduation, then I'll make sure that I navigate into the industry that I want to go into and then pursue my career, you know, in, in that direction. And that's, and that's exactly what I did. I, I graduated with a, uh, a degree in criminal justice and, you know, I started working in the finance and fi in finance at MBA bank. And I started out as a, like I said, a customer service agent, but you know, when I, when I started working there as a customer service agent doing collections, I always knew that information systems management and information systems, was my goal. And, you know, coming into um, that organization with that mindset, it, it sort of put everything into perspective. It set the framework by which I needed to operate. So, you know, I knew that, you know, I needed to perform at a high level. I knew that I needed to engage with, with leadership. I knew that I had to stand up for my peers. I knew that I had to, you know, sort of push myself in, in the information systems direction as much as I possibly could within the role that I was, that I was serving in. And by doing that, that allowed me to unlock, you know, opportunities beyond what a lot of my peers were, were getting access to. So, you know, that, that's a, a, a long-winded way of, of me saying that, you know, you really have to set your sights and set your goals at a high level. And then you got to make the most of the opportunities that, that, you know, that you're presented with. I always say that, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's really not about being lucky. It's more about preparing yourself so you can take advantage of those opportunities that are in front of you. And as long as you continuously take, take advantage of the opportunities, it's going to allow you to, 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 you know, to achieve your passions and achieve your goals. Um, so, you know, that's sort of like my, my origin story, so to speak. But, you know, once you're in these organizations, you know, some of the, the, you know, the things that I really emphasize on folks to do is make sure that, you know, you take the time to learn the business, you know, make sure you understand, you know, the entire model of that business, how it functions, who their customers are, the products and services that they offer, understand how each of those, each of those components work together and then understand what your, what your role is within that framework, what your individual responsibility is and make sure you talk to people, have conversations, you know, make sure that you are understanding sort of the, the politics of the organization, you understand sort of the operations, all the different systems and processes that are specific to you and sort of the, the overarching, overarching ones. Because again, that gives you the proper perspective and scope and framework so that when you're presented with challenges or presented with questions, then you can speak from a position of knowledge.
And I'll pause right there because I just went through a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> this episode is being brought to you by WeWinAtLife.com. During this COVID-19 crisis, we updated our site with a business support tab that lists some of our favorite tools that we've both used internally and for our clients over the years. These are tools that you can use to start or grow a business. And in the coming weeks, we'll continue to add to that support page. So visit wewinatlife.com to see some of the partners we work with. No, that's excellent, man. I think there's a lot of, of, of gems there that that folks can use not only as, you know, young professionals, but, you know, within entrepreneurship um, as well as entrepreneurship, you know, have a main goal so that you're, you're clear. Um, and these are just a couple of things I took away from that, you know, have a main goal so that you're clear on what it is you're, you're trying to achieve. And then, you know, as far as working at the business, you know, um, understand the business, make sure you understand the business, you know, communicate, and network with others while you're there, understand the systems and processes, and all that gives you a unique, you know, perspective and understanding of the company, which can help you, you know, thrive at the company and also be open to the opportunities um, within the company as well. So no, I think that that's some great wisdom and, and advice there. So definitely appreciate you, you sharing that. Um, and I mean, I guess that really ties into maybe some of the biggest lessons you also learned um, working at at PayPal and eBay and, and Build Me Later. Would you say the the lessons were pretty similar to the the advice that you you just gave and would offer um, young professionals? Yeah, you know. So you know, lessons learned. I mean, there's 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 a lot of yeah. trial and error in 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 my experiences and 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 those you know, what I just shared are the lessons learned yeah. myself and then lessons that I've learned from others who are sharing their experiences with me. Um, you know, I think one of the, the big lessons that I've learned is that you have to, you know, what's the word? You have to accept a certain level of vulnerability. Um, you know, you have to accept the fact that you might not be an expert with everything. You have to you know, be willing to ask questions. You have to be willing to show a certain level of vulnerability. Um, and, you know, I think the perception, you know, when, when folks, the perception of folks coming into a career or the perception of folks who've been in, who've been working for many, many years is that if you show any level of vulnerability, then it's, a, it's detrimental, it's gonna hurt your career. Whereas, you know, me having served in a number of different leadership positions, you know, when someone is willing to be honest enough to show, you know, that they don't know everything, that they do have questions, you know, I respect that tremendously. It's it just like, it's a huge amount of respect and appreciation of their, of their honesty. And it, and it gives, it lets me know, you know, how I can be of assistance to making sure that they succeed. So, you know, I, you know, I, 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 I commonly use the term of saying, well, not the term, but I, I use the saying of saying, of, that I don't consider myself a subject matter expert. I consider myself as being someone who's, who is very experienced. And, um, you know, it's, you know, it takes away some of the, um, 
like, you know, I don't like to put myself out there as like, you know, the guy who knows everything, but, you know, I, I do stand on the experience that I've built over the years and how that experience allows me to navigate so many different situations. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Cause that's even something that we use within project management is understanding, you know, even as the project manager, you don't know everything. Your responsibility really is to be a conduit of information of, of other different uh, subject matter, quote unquote, subject matter experts. Um, and I tell my team every day, it's funny. I tell um, my team every day, no one of us knows everything. I don't even know everything. So that's why it's so important for us to communicate, to dialogue, to um, kick ideas back and forth, to have a, a culture that um, allows um, everybody to, to kind of have that dialogue and, and weigh in their, their opinion and their expertise. So no, I think that's, that's critical to um, not only a successful career, but successful uh, ventures and businesses. And, and on that note, you know, what, what kind of led you to jump, if you will, from the successful career that you were having um, working at these different companies into where you're at now, which is uh, at an entrepreneurial, uh, on an entrepreneurial journey with SimDNA. Maybe you could talk a little bit about what SimDNA is and, um, and what led you to start um, SimDNA. Absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, I want to say it was in so you know, just to start out, I've always had the, the passion and the goal of being, you know, self-employed. Um, yeah. Like I, I've always wanted to have that, that level of independence. And I've also always wanted to be able to control the sort of impact that I have within my community, you know, within the spaces that I can affect. Um, so I've always, you know, had my eye on, okay, what exactly am I passionate about? And, and what exactly are the opportunities that are available to me or those that I can create for myself? And, you know, over the years, those, you know, I've, I've aligned, you know, that mindset with what my career focus has been, which is data science and analytics. So I, I usually call it data and analytics, but, you know, if I'm using the terms of today, data science and analytics. And, you know, you know, I've shared what my origin stories was in terms of how I, you know, became a, an analyst with my experiences at MBA. And, you know, as I again progressed through different levels of leadership, um, you know, I had the opportunity of hiring folks and I've had it where, you know, where folks who had expressed interest in me to you know, move into a career in data analytics. You know, they, uh, folks would talk to me about the different, um, you know, the different things they were doing to prepare themselves and in, in the different types of positions they were applying to. And you know, a lot of folks were coming back to me and talking about how you know, I've taken all these classes, you know, I've trained myself in these varying ways, but every time you know, I applied to these different positions and I just, I, I'm not even getting an opportunity to, to interview or go in for an interview and immediately I sort of get shut down because I don't have, have the experience necessary for the role or the minimal requirements for this position is two to three years or three to four years. So, you know, I started to identify that there was a gap between, you know, the, what people were doing to prepare themselves for a career 
And then once they attempted to make the jump into their career, there was this, this huge gap, this huge block, this huge wall um, that was preventing them from, from moving forward. And you know that just presented itself over and over so many times over the years. And you know that sort of meshed into an opportunity. You know, so it was me and and, um, and at the time it was me and a group of other other guys, and we were just sort of sitting here talking about this this challenge, and we agreed that this was definitely a challenge that we felt that we could um, we could create you know some sort of solution for, and uh, and that's and that's sort of how this all came together. Um, you know, so SimDNA, which stands for Simulated Data Analytics. Um, it's a company about creating opportunity for, for people seeking careers in data science and analytics. And, in, you know, and as a result, it also creates opportunity for employers. And, and how do we go about doing that? So I just, just to give a little bit more information about what SimDNA is, it's a company that's it's centered around simulations. So we will create simulations that are representative of actual companies. Um, so, you know, if you take a company in the fintech industry, you know, there's certain, there's a certain model that represents that kind of business. They've got, you know, you know, certain types of products and services, their customers look a certain kind of way. So what that means is the, the data profile, like the data that a company like that would generate, you know, it, it will, it has a, a unique sort of look to it, right? Um, and that information will ebb and flow, it follows like different trends and, you know, there's different levels of segmentation and there's different um, questions and problems and, and there's different elements that are that are unique to, you know, a fintech type of business. So what we do is we create simulations of different types of businesses. And with those within those simulations, we engineer into them, you know, attributes that are representative of actual companies where, you know, there's a lot of bad data. There's a lot of chaotic situation or chaotic elements within there. There's a lot of disparate data sources. There's bad definitions, there's duplications. Um, you know, there's missing data. There's all kinds of elements within, you know, real data environments that, you know, folks commonly don't get exposed to. So like if, you know, if you're in, in a lot of learning settings, the information is very specific to whatever it is you're, you're attempting to learn. So by creating these simulations that are representative of an entire business, that gives us a lot of flexibility in what we can do. So we can create experiences for folks that are learning data and analytics. So we can we can create um, you know scenarios or learning tracks that that help them learn data and analytics skills while working within you know real data environments. So we give them the actual tools. We give them you know all the necessary um, information so that they can learn how to apply these these different tools and skills in real environments. Um, and, you know, we, we build these experiences based on the level of, analy of, of analyst that you are or you want to be. So junior level through to a senior level analyst. Um, and then similarly, you know, so that so that's sort of covers the, you know, how we're helping to elevate the capabilities of job seekers, um, you know, and having them working or, participating or engaging with our platform. For employers, you know, our platform creates the opportunity for them to evaluate folks. So if you want to have a better understanding of, of the skill sets, the, the, the pros and cons or the strengths and weaknesses of your, um, 
of your employees, then our then we our simulation can help you in identifying strengths and weaknesses, so you can put together training plans and help elevate the skill sets and the ability capabilities of your of your of your teams. Um, you know, we can help employers when they are evaluating candidates. So if you've got five candidates that you're looking to hire, and you just want to make sure that you're confirming the experience that's written up, that's on their resume and what they've conveyed to you through interviews, then our platform helps employers in, in confirming the skill sets of, of, of their candidates. You know, so it's really about, again, it's creating opportunity. So, you know, if someone might not perform as well in the interview, and they come through and, and use our, our evaluation tool, then it gives them an opportunity to really demonstrate what their capabilities are. You know, maybe they're not the best at verbalizing them in an interview. And then on the other side, in terms of just building up your skills, it gives you that ability to sort of, you know, as if you have worked at an organization for a longer period of time, and now you do understand how to take those, those analytic skills and apply them in a practical setting. Now that's great. That definitely sounds like an extremely useful tool for for companies and then also you know for professionals as well on both ends of the spectrum um you know and as someone who hires you know i find assessments extremely useful in narrowing down that candidate field um and on deed alone where we've posted before uh we've definitely leaned on and utilized like the customer service assessments some of the other um i think they have a telephone assessment now that they've had so i can definitely see that it would even be a great fit for, you know, platform like Indeed um, to be used, you know, in the same way. So um, this episode is brought to you by The Wise We Company. Visit www.thewisewecompany.com today for information on services like our anti-procrastination events, help desk services to simplify email, or even business process redesign services. Reach out today. You know, that's very, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Just to add on to that, to that point, Wayne. Yeah, so we look at our platform as being complementary to the, you know, the, the set of tools that are in the marketplace today, right? So you commented on the different tools that Indeed makes available to you. You know, there's a number of, there's a, there's a huge market or a huge industry of services that help businesses in evaluating skills, soft skills, mm -hmm. uh, different aspects of, of, you know, evaluating candidates. Um, you know, the, how our platform is different is that we look at a more holistic um, application okay. of, of skill sets, right? So right. not only do are we measuring a person's ability to use, say, like a coding, like being able to code in a certain language, but we're also measuring their ability to understand that business model. We're measuring their ability to uh, navigate uh, you know, an analysis, um, you know, we're, we're, I say we're, we're sort of measuring their business acumen along with their technical skills, along with their communication skills, you know, along with, you know, how well they are at organizing information and, 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 you know, going through all the different steps of being an analyst. So it's really a, it's more of a comprehensive, um, 
you know, evaluation of the, of a, of a person's capabilities. Well, that's even better because I know how it currently works on Indeed is these are like separate tools that you use. So you use one assessment that'll kind of give you a, an analysis of that person from like a customer service perspective. Then you use another one that gives you kind of a um, perspective on them from a, I don't know, answering phones perspective. Um, so yeah, if you have more of a holistic uh, tool, that, that'll be even better because then you don't have to kind of, you know, do what we have to do now sometimes with these other um, plat current platforms, which is kind of look at four or five different tools to kind of see what the main or bigger picture on that one candidate is. If you have the one tool that, uh, that analyzes them from multiple different uh, facets and components, that would, that'd be, I mean, wonderful. I would definitely even be interested in utilizing something like that as an employer. So that's, that's very cool. Ayan. I think, um, I think you're, your company is um, definitely on to something in, in the data analytics space and and um, definitely wish you nothing but the best with, with that. Obviously, we'll be staying in touch to continue learning more and more about, you know, SimDNA, Simulated da Data and Analytics, which is a very cool name. Um, and, you know, and just thinking about data analytics and, and your background and then what you're currently doing with SimDNA, this is kind of a loaded question, but what do you think that people are missing or, or don't realize about data analytics? I mean, you kind of already um, highlighted a few of the issues that pop up in regards to data analytics. And there are not even really issues, but topics. There are really is really a wide breadth of topics, um, issues, challenges um, under the umbrella of data analytics. What, what do you think maybe is getting overlooked right now as far as data analytics that you guys um, might want to highlight or, or uh, that even sim DNA kind of uncovers a little bit? Yeah, you know, that's actually, a, it's a great question. It's a very relevant question and it's a very broad question. There's a lot of ways to answer that. Um, you know, really, I feel like over the last, so data and analytics, you know, analytics has been around for, for, you know, a millennia. So it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's an age old um, discipline. Um, I'd say over the last, 10 years, you really see, um, you know, a huge acceleration in the availability of data. And also you see a huge acceleration in the types of tools that we, that are available to work with data. You know, you've got cloud platforms, which have given, given rise to a lot of these software as a service um, products. Um, and these products have really uh, made it easier for companies to have access to their to their data. Um, yeah. You know, you, you've got cloud services that give you know companies of varying sizes access to scalable um, environments for data storage and data processing. Um, you know, so in data data has become more mainstream over the over the last ten years. You know, data science artificial intelligence, machine learning, those are terms that a lot of folks are very familiar with. You see them on television. Um, you know, if you go into a college university, you've got more and more students talking about they want to pursue that as a, as a, as a uh, you know, career focus. I think, you know, there's a lot of challenges that have come about as a result of, you know, sort of the, um, 
the uh, the publicity that data science and, and, and these and these disciplines have received where yeah I think that a lot of folks don't truly understand you know when someone is talking about data science what that really means I think a lot of um, decision makers at companies don't fully understand you know how to use data science or data science and analytics um, the right way to get the most out of it within organizations. Um, you know, I've, I, you know, a lot of, I've, I've seen this many times over where organizations um, that don't have a history with, with analytics, you know, they don't have an information systems environment built out. They don't have the proper technology in place, information technology in place. And, you know, they don't have a data warehouse, they don't have a data lake, they don't have an architect, they don't have a data engineer, they don't have like the foundational pieces in place, they don't have an analytics plan. And they'll hire in, you know, a, a data scientist. And, you know, what that does is it underserves the data scientists because they're now coming into a situation where, you know, the foundation isn't in place for them to be successful. And then the organization, you know, will have in mind what they want this person to accomplish and this person is not properly set up to 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 deliver and it just underserves each both 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 parties um so you know like at, so we at sim dna you know we have observed you know this acceleration of the field you know we've had firsthand um you know like we firsthand witnessed this divide between education and, and getting getting jobs and and we've also witnessed how how companies are just not properly equipped to to understand data science and analytics understand the right way of, and how how they can utilize these resources and how they need to set themselves up to be able to take advantage of all this information that's now available so a couple of things so one you know if, you know within our website you know, we have a lot of information that, um, you know, folks can consume to help them and, you know, like, like simplified ways of understanding data science and analytics overall. Um, you know, and then also the service, like we help folks who don't have backgrounds in analytics be able to evaluate candidates. So, you know, it still makes sense for these companies to, to hire folks into the organization, you just need to make sure that you're hiring the right person. So, you know, we're, we're very approachable. So we're more than happy to have a conversation with organizations and help guide them in terms of what types of analytic talent they should be focused on and how to put together analytic plans. But even again, when they're going through the hiring phase, they can use a service like ours, which is helpful to them in making sure that they're identifying the appropriate folks to bring on board who have the skills and qualifications or if they've hired folks already, you know, we can work with them to create training plans so that their folks can can you know educate themselves and become more proficient in using the different skills and tools, uh, you know, and helping helping everyone move more in the direction of success. Well, I love that answer because you know, even though it was a broad question, I like how you did get narrow with it, at least in my mind, and you identified um, another area where you know, sim DNA could maybe currently is or could potentially help businesses, which is, you know, identifying, looking at their, their uh, infrastructure and identifying, you know, what they need to put in place to have a, a more of a foundation, as you mentioned, so that well, as they hire these data analytics, um, data science and analytics professionals, they're coming into 
more of a structure, more of a foundation, um, instead of a situation that's that's lacking some of the kind of the basic things that they would need to to be able to come in and succeed. So, um, is that something that you guys would also be offering uh, companies, kind of an assessment of their their current infrastructure and maybe you know advisement on uh, what they could you know work on as far as uh, their infrastructure? That's absolutely right, Wayne. You know, we're 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 a flexible company. You know, our um, you know our core service is you know is based around the simulations and, and helping to train and, and evaluate. But you know, we also are more than happy to work with companies and and making sure that you know they are understanding how to use their, you know, their, the data they've collected, making sure that they understand, you know, what steps they should take in setting up that environment, uh, setting up those systems and who they should be hiring and how to put together, you know, that analytic roadmap, making sure that, you know, all the, the leadership within the organization is on the same plan in terms of how they should be thinking about the business um, and the resulting uh, analytic roadmap that comes out of that level of understanding. So absolutely, those are all services that we offer. Well, that's very exciting, man. Just once again, as a, as a business um, owner, and I think that's very valuable. And I could, I know there's already going to be a lot of companies out there that hear this and then also who connect with you um, in other places like LinkedIn, who will be very excited to connect with you on, on, on uh, the topic of data science and analytics, whether it's um, from the employer perspective, employee perspective, or uh, more of a consultative um, perspective as well. So, Ion, um, definitely appreciate your time. I certainly learned a lot of, about the industry of uh, data science and analytics. A little bit of a tongue twister there, but um, definitely appreciate your your time, your education, your advice for our listeners. Um, I think this is a, a great um, conversation and feel like you might be back in the future for a part two and three. Uh, but for now, before we, we uh, go and end this conversation, is there anything else you wanted to share with our listeners? Uh, you know, Wayne, I just want to say thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy this, this format of, uh, you know, sharing information. So, you know, it's been a, a great experience for me. Um, you know, I guess parting words for me is, um, you know, just folks, you know, there's so much information out there. There's so much data that's now available. There's so many tools, you know, it's in our best interest to use it as much as possible to inform our decisions and, and make sure that we're achieving the goals that we set out, that we put out there, both personally and, from, and for organizations. So, you know, if folks want to reach out to me, like Wayne said, through LinkedIn or, you know, just send me an email. My contact information is, is on the website, simdna.com. Like, please feel free to reach out to me. I look forward to talking to anybody. Thank you. Yeah, and and so let's make sure folks get that right. That's um, S as in Sam, I, M as in Mary, DNA as in the DNA that's inside all of us, uh, .com, right? That is correct. You got it right. All right. Just want to make sure everybody has the correct information. Well, until next time, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And remember always to win at life. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Win at Life Entrepreneurs, where we tackle any business or life topic that can have a positive impact on our lives. 
Remember to connect with me on social media. Check out wewinatlife.com for additional information, including our contact info.